Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. Thank you for streaming this message. I believe this message will encourage you, it will inspire you, and it'll help you live the supernatural lifestyle of faith. We want you to live this supernatural lifestyle of faith, not have supernatural moments, but have it as a lifestyle. So we put all of this content out for you to receive so you can grow and live the life that Jesus made available for you. To find more information about our ministry and our resources, you can visit us at FCCGA.com or you can download our Faith Plus app. Our Faith Plus app has thousands of hours of faith building content and it's available in your app store right now. Open your heart. God's going to share something special to you through this message. Go with me to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. We're going to pick up where we left off on Sunday. This is part two of our Summer Freedom series. On Sunday, we talked about free to choose. And I encourage you, if you missed that message, if you weren't with us in Fayetteville or at Austin Mableton campus, I encourage you to stream that message on our Faith Plus app or our YouTube channel. Because we're not going to do any review tonight. We're going to go right where we left off. So we go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. This Matthew chapter 5 is a familiar teaching to a lot of us where Jesus gave this sermon on the mount or what we call the Beatitudes. Matthew chapter 5. Starting with verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, Jesus went up on a mountain. And when he was seated with his disciples, when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This word blessed means supremely blessed, happy, favored, well off. This word blessed means supremely blessed, happy, favored, and well off. And poor in spirit, as we covered last time, has nothing to do with physical poverty or economic poverty. This phrase, poor in spirit, means to realize that you need Jesus to live this life successfully. It means to depend it on him to live the life God has called you to live. This phrase, poor in spirit, means to realize that you need Jesus to live this life successfully. It means to be dependent on him to live the life God has called you to live. Have you come to a point in your life where you've come to depend on Jesus? Now, that's an interesting question because a lot of people believe, oh, of course I depend on Jesus. You might even remember the old hymn, I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. Now, some people depend on Jesus for eternal salvation, deliverance from hell, deliverance from sin, and going to be with God forever in heaven. Yes, we should depend on him for that. That is a settled fact. The truth of his word was what happened when we received Jesus. But how much do you depend on him in your everyday life? Because in life, there's a lot of things to depend on. Sometimes we depend on the wrong things, which leads us to bondage and captivity, even though Jesus came to set us free. What do you truly depend on? You know, in 2020, we saw what a lot of people depended on, because when what they depended on was taken away, we saw the different crises that happened as a result. So today, the question for you is, what do you depend on? Because to be poor in spirit, or if you want to say, if you want to be supremely blessed, if you want to be happy, if you want to be favored, if you want to be well off, if you want to enjoy this freedom in Christ, you have to be poor in spirit. Poor in spirit, once again, means to realize that you need Jesus to live this life successfully and means to be dependent on him to live the life God has called you to live. In other words, it's saying, I humbly depend on God instead of myself. In other words, it is saying, I humbly depend on God instead of myself. So say it with me. Say, I humbly 
depend on God instead of myself. Now say it with me again and put it in the chat. If you're watching a place, we can put it in the chat. Say, I humbly depend on God instead of myself. One more time. Say, I humbly depend on God instead of myself. Let's go to Psalm 146, verse 5. And I'll read it to you first from the New King James. Psalm 146, verse 5. Psalm 146, verse 5. says, Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. The CEV says it this way, the Lord God of Jacob blesses everyone who trusts him and depends on him. Do you depend on God? Another way to say it is, do you lean on him? Or do you trust him? Because even the Old Testament, the word trust means to rely on. It means to lean on. It means to depend on. Do you really rely on God? Do you really depend on God? Do you really trust God? So we're going to look at five different things that's going to help you take another step forward in your freedom. As we examine what we should depend on or what we should lean on and what we shouldn't depend on, what we shouldn't lean on. Here's number one to make sure you depend and lean on the right thing. Number one, depend on God's wisdom, not your own. Come on, say it out loud, put it in the chat. Depend on God's wisdom and not your own. Say it out loud, put it in the chat, put it in your notes. Depend on God's wisdom and not your own. You can say it this way, say, I depend on God's wisdom, not my own. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, and begin to break number one down a little bit more. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. We must depend on God's wisdom, not our own. Why? Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says it this way. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There's so many times that many of us have said, well, this is the right thing to do. This is the right way. I'm sure this is going to work out for me. And we get at the end of that plan and it blew up in our face. We thought it was going to work out and it did everything but work out. We thought it would be for our good, turn out to be for our bad. We thought this would work with our kids. This would work in our relationship. This would work in our finances. This would work in our job or career or community. And it turned out not to work. The intention was good. The motive was good. But the way, although the intention was right, led to not the outcome we want. And we see this so often in humanity that there's a way that seems right to people. It may be championed by the government, championed by public opinion, championed by the media, that this is the way to live, this is the right thing to do, this is the accepted way to live in this day and age. There is a way that seems right to people, but the end of the road is death. It's like if you are traveling and your GPS said to go this way, and you're going this way, but you don't realize that the way is out and that the bridge is gone, and if you keep driving that way, you're going off a cliff. You're going to your destruction. That's what a lot of people do. They have a way that seems right, but the end is a dead end. The end is a cliff. The end is destruction. That's why we have to depend on God's wisdom, not our own, because God's way is always the right way and always leads to the right results. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. It's a very familiar passage to many of us. Today, I'll read it from the New Living Translation. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. 
We must depend on God's wisdom and not our own. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 7 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Trust in the Lord or depend on him with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will, as it says in the King James and the New King James, acknowledge him. Well, how do you acknowledge him? You ask him. So when you're seeking his will or you're acknowledging, like, God, is this what I should do here? Should I handle it this way? Should I say this to this person? Should I go to this place? Should I take this job? Should I take this career? Should I buy this house? Should I sell this house? Should I have my kids go to this school? Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. What's being impressed by your own wisdom? Think, well, I know what to do. I don't need to talk to God about this. I don't need to seek his plan. I know what to do. That is being impressed by your own wisdom. And that's how you end up taking a path that seems right and the end is death. Instead, fear the Lord. That means reverence the Lord. Have a reverential awe for God. Reverence him, his ways and his plans. Reverence him enough to turn away from evil and turn away from your own wisdom and turn to the wisdom of God. Depend on God's wisdom, not your own. That doesn't say that you won't have wisdom or understanding. It says you're not depending or leaning on your own wisdom and understanding, but you're seeking God's plan. You're seeking God's will. You're seeking God's wisdom in all your ways. You're acknowledging God. You want God's plan for your life, not your own. Depend on God's wisdom, not your own. You might say, well, what what I do when I don't know what to do? James chapter 1 verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? Ask God. Or another way to say it in the New King James the Old Testament is inquire of the Lord. When you don't know what to do, ask God for his wisdom. He'll give it to you liberally, abundantly. And he's not going to say, man, you should have known better by now. No, God likes to give wisdom. What do you have to do? You have to ask. And as James chapter one goes on, you have to ask in faith, believing that you receive when you ask. You don't pray for wisdom. Okay, God, I ask for wisdom. Show me what to do in this area. And remember, when you're asking for wisdom, be specific in the area you're requesting wisdom from. Be specific in your request. And after you ask specifically, you thank God for it. And by the time you say, man, you shouldn't say, well, I don't know what to do. Oh, I don't know if God's going to talk to me. No, no, no. That's not asking in faith. That's wavering. As it says in James 1, you won't receive anything if you ask that way. Ask God in wisdom, believing you receive that wisdom. You might say, well, when I say amen, I still don't know what to do. Well, here's what you say. I'll know exactly what to do at the right time. God will show me what to do. God has shown me what to do. What are you doing? You've asked in faith. You line your words up with the word of God. And now you're putting yourself in position to receive God's wisdom so you can lean on God's wisdom and not your own. Time for number two. If you're ready for number two, say, I'm ready for number two. Let's get to the second one. We're taking a step forward into our freedom. And one of the ways we understand that is by examining what we lean on, examining what we depend on, and make sure we're depending on the right thing. So number one was depend on God's wisdom and not your own. Number two, depend on God's strength, not your own. Number two, Depend on God's strength, not your own. Psalm 84 verse 5 in the CEV says it this way. You bless all who depend on you for this strength and all who deeply desire to visit your temple. You bless all who depend on you for this strength 
and all who deeply desire to visit your temple. Go with me to a familiar passage, Isaiah 40, verse 31. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. We'll look at it in the New King James as well as the Amplified Classic Edition. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And we know this word wait doesn't mean to sit down and do nothing. It means to look expectantly for. It's an attitude of the heart. You can wait on God while you're actually doing things, while you're doing all the things that signs you do. Waiting on God is an expectation for God to show up and show out. The Amplified Classic Edition says, But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. A key to walking in the strength of God is depending on Him for strength. It's looking for Him strength. It's expecting Him. And keeping your hope in him. And as you do that, you receive strength. As we've seen in Psalms before, that those who wait on the Lord. Remember, waiting on the Lord, we see here in Isaiah is key. But what we see in Psalms that David said, I would have fainted. The Psalms, I would have fainted if I did not believe I would see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. So a key to receiving strength from God is believing you'll see God's goodness in your life, in believing that as you wait on him, as you expect on him, as you look for him to show up and show out, he will strengthen you or he will exchange your strength for his, that you'll become a partaker of the strength of the almighty God. It's like the prayer we see in Ephesians chapter three, when you pray that it be strengthened all might according to his glorious power, that's the type of strength and power that's available for you today. Psalm 71, verse 16, the Living Bible says it this way, and it's a good faith confession for all of us to say. It says, I walk in the strength of the Lord. You can write that down. Psalm 71, verse 16 in the, New Living, in the Living Bible says, I walk in the strength of the Lord. Say it with me. Say, I walk in the strength of the Lord. Say it out loud. Put it in your notes. Put it in the chat. Say, I walk in the strength of the Lord. Oh, I'm tired today, Pastor. I walk in the strength of the Lord. Man, I'm tired of doing the right thing. What should you say? I walk in the strength of the Lord. I'm tired of doing the right thing. It seems like I've been doing the same thing forever. What should you say? I walk in the strength of the Lord. Because when you depend on the strength of God, you'll be able to keep going. If you depend on your own strength, your own willpower, eventually you will fade out. The only way to live this Christian life successfully and experience the freedom God has for us and experience the blessed, happy, well-off life that's available for us in Christ is to depend on God's strength. It's like we like to say from Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one is anointing, which gives me strength. God wants to strengthen you today. So say this way, say, I receive the strength of God. Say, I receive the strength of God. And he doesn't just want to say it while I'm sharing with you, but you want to say this on a regular basis in your own prayer time throughout the day. Say, I receive the strength of God and I will walk in the strength of the Lord. This is a daily faith confession or affirmation that should be in your mouth, that you should write 
on your mirror, write on your refrigerator, put on your phone, put it in a place where you consistently say it so that you remember you're not in this by yourself. You're not relying on your own strength and power, or at least you shouldn't be, because you have the strength of God to depend on. You have the wisdom of God to depend on. Depend on his wisdom and his strength, not your own. Let's go to number three. Let's go to number three. Depend on God's timing, not your own. Oh, that's a popular one, isn't it? Depend on God's timing, not your own. Depend on God's timing, not your own. Because sometimes we're like, I want it to be now. But what if God says the best timing is not now, but a little bit later? Sometimes you get frustrated and lose hope when things don't happen immediately. Not realizing that time is not our enemy. If we approach time the right way, time becomes our asset. So number three, depend on God's timing, not your own. Psalm 31, verse 14 through 15, I'll read it for the sake of time. It says, I trust in you, O Lord. You are my God. My times are in your hand. Ecclesiastes 3.11, the GNT says it this way, God has set the right time for everything. Isaiah 60, 22 in the NCV says, I am the Lord, and when it is time, I will make these things happen quickly. Micah 7, 7, the CEV says, I trust the Lord God to save me, and I will wait for him to answer my prayer. Depend on God's timing, not your own. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just because you pray for and believe for something that hasn't showed up yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Remember, seed, tithe, and harvest. Sometimes it's a long time between seed and harvest. Sometimes it might be a long time between prayer and result. But don't give up. Depend on God's strength. Depend on God's wisdom. And believe that you're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Don't let the enemy in the world get you trapped up because it hasn't happened yet. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Don't give in to the pressure of the world. Depend on God's timing. Not your own. Let's go to number four. Depend on God's defense. Not your own. Depend on God's defense. Not your own. Now, notice we've talked about it's okay for you to have your own time for things and your own wisdom and your own strength. You have all these things and you operate with these things. But these are the things you depend on. So it's good to have your own defense in every area of your life whether it's a financial defense savings plan or a way to defend your family and keep yourself safe, those are good things you should do. But that's not what you depend on. Like it says in Psalms, unless the Lord keeps the city, the watchman watches in vain. But it doesn't mean that the watchman shouldn't watch. Or as it says it this way, that the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory is of the Lord. It doesn't mean you don't prepare the horse for battle, but it just means that victory ultimately comes from God. So we're to depend on God's defense, not your own. Because imagine how frustrating it would be if you had to defend yourself from everything. If you had to protect yourself from everything. It's impossible because you don't know everything that's coming down the pipe. It's like the old saints used to say that he protects us from dangers seen and unseen. Well, how do you access that protection? You depend on God's defense and not your own. 
Psalm 2 verse 12 in the CEV says it this way, God blesses and protects everyone who runs to him. Psalm 62, 5 through 7, the GNT says, I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. He alone protects and saves me. He is my defender. I shall never be defeated. My salvation and honor depend on God. He is my strong protector. He is my strong protector. He is my shelter. Go with me to Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. We're about to bring this to a close. Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust, or in Him will I rely, or in Him I will depend. Well, what about the news report? God is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God on in him will I trust. Well, what about the economy? God is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God and him I will trust. Well, what about what's going on in the world? He is my God is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God and him will I trust. Depend on God to defend you. Don't give in to panic and anxiety in the world. Don't follow the example of those who don't know what to do because they don't have hope in God. Don't run around like Chicken Little going, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. No, depend on God, trust in God. Know that he protects you. Know that he has your back. Know that he will deliver you. Know that he has not brought you this far to leave you. Know that you are on the winning side and no matter what it looks like, God will cause all things to work together for your good. Let's go to number five as we close. Number five, depend on God's wealth, not your own. Depend on God's wealth, not your own. Should you build wealth and save and spend wisely and do all the wise economic things and you should do? Yeah, you should do all those things. But your trust can't be in your own riches. You can't rely and depend on your own riches. You have to depend on the wealth of God. You have to depend on the wealth of El Shaddai the God who is more than enough. You have to depend on the wealth of Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees and provides. You have to depend on the wealth of your shepherd. And because he's your shepherd, you shall not lack. Philippians 4.19 And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Let's look at Psalm 103, 2 through 5, the Amplified Classic Edition as we close. Depend on God's wealth, not your own. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits, who forgives every one of all your iniquities, who heals each one of all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at your personal ways and situation with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagle, strong, overcoming, and soaring. Depend on God's wealth, not your own. No matter the news report, no matter what's going on, depend on God's wisdom, depend on his strength, depend on his timing, depend on his defense, and depend on his wealth. Because all God is the almighty God, the all-powerful God, and he's big enough to handle every single situation. Praise God.
Thank you for streaming this message. I believe it encourages you and is going to help you make Jesus famous in your everyday life. We would love to be, stay connected with you. So subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel, download our Faith Plus app, and visit us at FCCGA.com to learn more about our ministry. If you would like to support our ministry financially, you can also do so by our website at FCCGA.com or by texting FCCGA to 73256. If you would like to submit a prayer request, you can do so at our website as well. We would love to agree with you in faith, and we know you'll receive an answer according to the Word of God. Once again, thank you for streaming this message. And remember, God has a great plan for your life and something good is going to happen to you today. So expect miracles. God bless.